back to the Givology Impact Series podcast, sharing the inspiration and success of social entrepreneurs and change makers around the world. My name is Olivia Du, and today we are very honored to have Smita Jain, the co-director of Givology Chicago, here with us today. Our Chicago chapter is our longest, uh, is our largest, and has been raising money for scholarships since 2015. Welcome, Smita. How are you today? Thanks, Olivia. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good too. Um, I guess just to get started, could you tell us a bit more about your background and how you got involved with um, Givology Chicago? Yeah, so I am originally from the Chicagoland area, born and brought up in a a suburb up north. Um, And so when I came back to Chicago from college, I went to college in California, I knew I wanted to get involved in some sort of social impact work. Uh, Service work was a a big part of my college experience and a very foundational value growing up. And uh, my sister was actually involved in how they operate all the people um, and the fact that they're in the education space. And so I think seeing their mission of advancing education around the world was very appealing to me. Um, And the people I got to meet seemed really amazing, very genuine and excited about the work that they were doing. And so, um, yeah, I applied and became a part, I think in 2019. So a few years back and started off in the finance committee. Great, that's so great to hear. Um, I guess if we could get a bit more information on uh, what does Gavaji Chicago really focus on? Um, I know we mentioned scholarships earlier, but could you just um, kind of expand more on that topic? Yeah, so Givology Chicago for the past many years has specifically been focusing on India and scholarships there. And so our main nonprofit that we've been working with and supporting is Nanubai Education Foundation, NEF, and they operate in two states in India, providing scholarships for low income women uh, who otherwise couldn't afford that education. And so that's been our main area of involvement. And what we do is just raising funds for them and then working with them, learning more about the scholars and and supporting those scholars. We last year actually expanded uh, with another nonprofit that's Conspire and they work with uh, CCIs in India um, and have a very similar kind of goal of helping with education, but at more a, a variety of different age ranges as well. And so it's slightly different, but the, the base is very much the same of how do we promote education in India for underserved communities. That's really interesting. Um, what actually kind of drove the Walter Chicago to choose Nanubai Education as like their main partner? Yeah, I think so. I wasn't a part of the uh, decision making process. I can't say exactly what drove us, but I think part of it was uh, Nanubai was very much still like getting started. And I think a lot of the organizations that Givology supports are those that aren't very well established and they're you know, looking to get funding and get started and get off the ground. And so I think that was a big driver. I know the two founders are of South Asian descent as well. And so it's a very it's a cause that's very close to home. For, for them and I think a lot of the founding members more generally. So I imagine it was a combination of the two uh, and I think we've continued to sort of support them because they've been such great partners um, and we can really feel the impact of the funds we raised it is helping girls go to college uh, and I think that's very gratifying. So um, don't know exactly why we started but we're very happy that we that we did and then we continue to. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, I remember um, recording a podcast with uh, Nanubai Education as well, and their story was super inspiring. So um, that definitely makes a lot of sense. 
Um, you mentioned kind of fundraising for scholarships. How do these fundraisers really happen? Do you have any examples? Um, and maybe just tell us a little bit about your experience with that. With the fundraisers yeah. that we've done? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's been all over the place. I think a few, it's been both virtual and event-based. I think we've had things like Giving Campaign, which is a month-long campaign that we do usually towards the end of the year. And that's where we tie fundraising to specific scholars and you know, create these profiles and, and make sure we're connecting the cause to the donors. Uh, some other examples include March Madness and Survivor League, such as signing up for the brackets and um, we split the profits and part of it goes to Givology, part of it goes to the winners. We've done networking events at bars, at WeWork, um, Connect for a Cause, which is an event where we bring together different nonprofits from the Chicagoland area who either have similar missions or have values that are aligned and we'll kind of get together, learn more from each other and open it up to the public for folks to learn more and also hopefully donate to us along the way. Um, we've done a, a basketball tournament with a, a local organization and that was a huge success. We've done trivia events that were virtual. Um, yeah, so all over the place, some dance classes even uh, along the way. So it's been quite a different range of, of events for fundraising. And I think all of them you bring different strengths from different members and different interests and different crowds and, and audiences, which I think is exciting to always expand our network to, to a new set of people. Definitely, yeah. I've um, seen a lot of the Givaldi Chicago events, and while I don't live in Chicago, I would definitely like want to do a lot of those um, fundraisers that you just mentioned because they seem so interesting. Um, kind of along the same lines, uh, tell us about some of the successes that you have seen, uh, maybe from these fundraisers or just from Givaldi Chicago chapter as a whole. Yeah, I think the one success we're very, very proud of is going into the pandemic. Um, it was very uncertain and that was a, a new year for us goals, but that year we surpassed it and it was the most we date out of any of the years Gibology Chicago had been around. So it was in 2020. I think that was one of our biggest, technically a surprise, but also a bunch of people who genuinely care and I think that is a recipe for success. So I think that come to mind in that same vein, virtual trivia. We did a series of three different trivia events that were completely virtual right as the pandemic started and got to reach new audiences, use new platforms, uh, figured out how to use Zoom and breakout rooms and all that. And so I think that was a big, like a very big shift from our usual events, but we had over the course of those three trivia events, like hundreds of people uh, participating, which I think is a big number. and you know, exciting for us. A couple others, we had a yoga class earlier in uh, this year and that, you know, folks loved that. I think it was very energizing, virtual as well. So very accessible to people and you know, people joined from all over and that we got to partner with uh, a new individual. So I think that was exciting, just continuing to expand our network. And the last one, uh, we had a basketball tournament a, a while ago, I think a couple of years now, uh, which was in person and that was again reaching a new community with a new event, new style. It was an all day, like eight to nine hour event. We had you know, sponsors and like lots of teams playing, lots of energy, and is not something we had ever done before, but it was very successful. We got t shirts. Um, and again, to think that we're doing all this completely volunteer based and still having so much success and putting on these events, I think continues to amaze me because it's, it's such an amazing team. 
Yeah, definitely. That's great to hear. Um, I know you mentioned, like, especially during the pandemic, um, things kind of shifted. Could you um, explain how Givaldi Chicago kind of adapted to the pandemic? And um, are there any, like, long-term changes that will happen going forward from now? Yeah, so I think our main one was going virtual with our events. I think that was, is something that continues to be true now where we can have, we have a hybrid model now, not everything is in person, which I think has helped us reach more people across the US or let people re, you know join from wherever they want. So that's something we've changed and have continued with uh, since the pandemic. Um, and then things like having March sadness instead of March madness. <laughs> um, and so people still donated and there's no winnings, but people were still willing to, to pitch in and, and give some money. Um, and then, you know, we did outdoor picnics during the summer, which we continued on to the next year as well, which in a very safe way to interact with everyone and fun and um, just like very active. <laughs> so yeah, I think those are a few things and few ways in which we adapted both on the fundraising side and the internal engagement with our own team and making sure people feel connected to one another, which is honestly a big challenge, right? A lot of people join organizations to feel connected, to have a sense of community, to build their network. And if you go virtual, you can't do that as well. And so we had to kind of make sure we weren't losing sight of the fact that people did not only join to fundraise, they joined you know, to build community and how do you make sure you address both as a pandemic progresses. And I think that was a big part of how we were able to raise funds is we were still making sure people had fun with Givology Chicago and also raise funds along the way. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, is there any particular uh, moment that you had with Givology Chicago or um, interaction with like a scholar that you think really stood out to you? Um, I think so for giving campaign, we um, put together videos of scholars, uh, and just to learn about like where they're at, what their goals are. And there's a series of videos of girls who were just so thankful for the scholarship. Now they're thinking non invite, but also us, uh, because we help support them. But I think just seeing faces of girls who are so excited to learn, so excited to go through with their education. Um, I think that like really brings the cause home and just makes all of the work we do so much more gratifying and exciting to do. So I think that's just watching that video and you know one of our members that put that together it was just such a heartwarming moment uh, to see that we actually do have an impact and what we like the funds we are raising are going somewhere and uh, making a difference in someone's life. And so I think that moment really stood out to me. We recently got an email from Nanubai as well of, you know, here's like the impact you're having and here and we're grateful for the support. And I think just seeing those tidbits of how we are helping, I think is always uh, a bright, bright point in the day. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's truly like a very rewarding part of all the work that you do. Um, I guess kind of as a follow-up question, what do you think is one thing that you've learned from your time at Kavology Chicago? Yeah, um, I think I've learned that people have a very strong commitment and drive to make a difference. Um, so Givology Chicago is completely volunteer-based. No one's getting paid to 
put their time towards this. And we have a team of you know, about 15 to 20 people in a given year. And the things we're able to do with that team, the events we put on, the funds that we raise, uh, the network that we create, I think is just so incredible. And even though we're a level removed from the impact, right? We're raising funds, we're not doing the work on the ground. Um, it's so gratifying to hear the impact that we do have. And I think that's encouraging for the whole team. And again, it's such a small group of people who are volunteering their time, but I think I've just learned that when people care, they really, really do care and the effort will be there and the drive will be there. And it's a very exciting thing to be a part of an organization of, of people who want to make a difference just like you do and are willing to put in the effort and the time to do it. And so less of a learning, I guess, but more of a, like it just amazes me and just makes me so happy to see that there are so many people who care and want to do something. Yeah, definitely. I feel like Givaldi Chicago is definitely like one of our most active chapters and there's always like an event being planned or going on. And um, I really admire everyone's commitment and dedication in the chapter. Um, if the audience wanted to uh, join the movement, how would you recommend them to be able to do so? Yeah. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, definitely reach out, givealogychicago at gmail.com. Uh, we're always looking for new members to join um, any of our committees. And if you're not in the Chicagoland area, please follow us on Instagram so that you can join our events, um, whether it's March Madness or yoga or a dance class that's virtual, whatever it might be, um, join our events, support us, and um, yeah, I think those are the, the main ways. And if you just want to be in touch, learn more about what we're doing. Uh, we usually post all our updates to our website as well, or you can reach out and we're happy to have a call. But it's if you're in the area, come to our events or consider joining. That's awesome. Um, those are all the questions I have for today. But Smita, thank you so much for your time today. We're sure that the listeners are just inspired, inspired as we are by your mission and your dedication to the chapter. Thank you so much, Olivia. I appreciate it.